If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Horror Bites on Safe, the show where we highlight short indie horror games and the people who make them. I'm able to stay in a haunted house for three minutes, and he can't decide if it's live action podcast or a video game one. Together, we are Neil Bolt and Jay Krieger. How does it go, Jay? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I've uh, conflicted this week about which reality I'm living in, but uh, I think we'll get to the bottom of why that is. Yeah, I mean, that's most weeks, to be fair with us. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. So yeah, on this week's episode, every young person's dream, a quickie in a dilapidated house, and another intriguing blend of styles in the survival horror genre. These games can be found on Itch.io, and if you play them and enjoy them, make sure you give them a bit of love by supporting them in whatever way you can. So first this week, Jay brings us a hybrid survival horror with a difference. Jay. Yeah, so this game is Tenebris Somnia, and I... Of course, I have to give the disclaimer. I apologize in advance for my uh, mispronunciation of anything, but this is a demo for a game which the title roughly translates to Dreams from Shadows or Dreams mm. in Darkness. And this is a 2D survival horror adventure that utilizes live action cutscenes that are contrasted against its, you know, kind of LucasArts uh, adventure game style, yeah. if you will. If you think about sort of the framework of something like uh, Loom, or the dig, right? Yeah. That's kind of what the gameplay looks like for this game, but then it utilizes those live action cutscenes. And this is from developers Andreas Borghai and Tobias Rusan. And this game is aiming for a 2024 release date. And the demo follows a young woman that's investigating her ex-boyfriend's apartment after having a series of dreams of him meeting an ominous fate. She goes over to check on him and his apartment's in a state of disarray. Uh, it's, you know, filled with um, some very strange symbols that are on the walls and whatnot, and there's broken mirrors, there's blood. It's not a great situation for her to uh, arrive at, no matter uh, how their relationship ended, right? <laughs> so what I think this game is really promising at is that initial gimmick, right? Is utilizing the live action uh, cutscene. And I refer to it as a gimmick, but referring to something as a gimmick typically has this sort of like negative connotation. Yeah. And, you know, my thing was, okay, that's cool that they're utilizing a variety of visual styles, but 
is it actually going to be utilized in a way that is meaningful past being able to put that as an advert on the Steam page, right, to make it somewhat unique? Um, and I was really happy to find that through and through, this is a game from developers that understand the two mediums in which mm. they're utilizing for, you know, graphics, but also um, multimedia. So I'll start with the gameplay, right? So not only does it have a very classical look, as I mentioned, um, it has an inventory and whatnot and abides by, again, the sort of adventure game style um, inventories and item combinations to use to solve puzzles in these things. And yet there's small twists on things that are feel more modern. Yeah. Like early on, you're investigating the lobby. And when you walk up to a mirror, you see your reflection in the mirror. And, you know, back in the day, from the era in which this game is uh, getting its graphical style from, that would have been far too advanced. And so little touches like that, I think, prove that they're not only utilizing that old school style, they're sort of pushing it a little bit further and they're mm -hmm. making some concessions or they're making advancements rather with, um, you know, modern uh, technology and these things. So from that standpoint, graphically and the gameplay side of things, really nice looking feels, uh, I think, perfectly pixelated and uh, chunky graphics and whatnot. Yeah. And then, you know, from the puzzle side of things, I was a fan of the fact that, as I mentioned, it has that more traditional kind of survival horror approach to puzzles. At the same time, there's combat in this, which you'll use not only against enemies, but to interact with parts of the environment. So like early on, you find this like weird red uh, substance that's all over the apartment that's blocking the door. And you have to find these chemicals. And then, you know, one of the sort yeah. of uh, things you have to do is expose it to sunlight to make the chemical mature. So it does what you want. So you have to like knock out a panel of a window that gives some light exposure in the room. So there's going to be a little bit of hopefully more so in the uh, final game, but like puzzle solving that incorporates a specific environment that you're in yeah. and the sort of cosmic nature of the strangeness that's going on proves in this very short demo that, you know, environments will be evolving that will then push the player further to um, solve new puzzles that might be in a returning environment, but certain variables have changed. So ultimately it feels like a new space, even if there's certain things that maybe uh, layout wise are somewhat familiar. Yeah. And you know, this is the thing that fascinated me with the structure of it is how many times we come so close to something like this over the years. You know, I mean, you think about yeah. it, Resident Evil had that intro scene with live action, you know, beyond that, but you know, didn't really tie into much beyond that. Um you had games like Night Trap, which had very minimalist gameplay stuff and some very grainy salacious footage. And then you had later they stuff like Wales Interactive sort of line of live action sort of FMV style games. Where it's you know, the whole thing is that you know and but the thing that it reminds me of most i think <laughs> is wing commander you know oh, okay. uh, because you know that had you know more of an actual game behind it and then it had these live action cutscenes that were integrated into it and, you, and even thinking back to some of those sort of point and click adventures like uh from the seventh guest era sort of thing um yeah just that nice blending of things but yeah, this, as I said, feels a bit closer to what Wing Commander did in having them be two separate entities that just happen to be connected. And generally getting a good idea of where it feels right between them. You know, and it, as you say, it's hard to tell exactly where we'll go with the whole package. But from this short slice of it, 
It could be a good combination. I think yeah, you know, it's clear that it, you know, it resonated with people because you know, you saw it uh, go out on social media and people left, right, and center in the horror community sharing it like crazy because yeah, it is. It does have something of the you know, visually more like the original Clock Tower sort of stuff, you know, um, combined with this, you know, as we said, this FMV style game. So yeah, if it does something with what it's got, you know, and really lives up to its promise, I think yeah, it could be something quite interesting and special. I mean, the sad thing for it is, I suppose, that the game's given away in the sense of like, oh, this is what we're going to do in this game up front. And it'll be a struggle to sort of maintain the surprise level when people come back to it next year, depending on how long it takes before we see more of it. So, yeah, it could face a challenge there. But I think in the meantime, I think it's nice to see a different blend, you know? And and like I said, it's strange no one's actually done that before, as far as exactly like this anyway. But uh, yeah, so could be the next step. Well, it was the same feeling that I had at the end of this demo that I had at the end of the Holston demo, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, we've seen these unique mechanics that have been blown up on social media and whatnot. And while in the demos themselves, they really did kind of showcase those special features or those gimmicks mm-hmm. in a way that really you can see them as being not only promising, but hopefully, you know, delivering on it in new and improved ways throughout the course of an entire experience. There is that sort of, you know, ever lingering voice in the back of my head where I'm like, okay, this is really cool in this bite-sized situation, but is this going to have, kind of like what you were saying, the same stopping power, if you will, later on down the road if this ends up being a six to seven hour experience? And my gut's telling me that a great deal of the live action is going to play out in scares as it does in the demo, yeah. which even though I knew that the live action was coming and seen it in the trailer and whatnot, <laughs> um, it was quite surprising still yeah. in just how suddenly it it transfers over from in-game graphics to then that uh, 4k scare and yeah. i won't go into much more detail about that with really fantastic monster design which then the, i think it's the seamlessness right with yeah. which it's able to bleed in the live action and the gameplay because as soon as you get that cutscene, you're like oh shit okay i'm dealing with this threat and then it snaps back to gameplay immediately and then you have to rely on the combat portion of the game uh, experience and Combat also seems to be optional, at least in this section of the game. Um, I, you know, I've messed around with it a little bit just to kind of get the full experience of the demo. But it was interesting to see that the game, you know, is actually abiding by, uh, you know, sometimes games will claim to be survival horror, but <laughs> really there's only one way to play through something. And in this, it seems to be an indication that, you know, it does have the flexibility of what survival horror should be, which is it's up to the player to choose how they're surviving an yeah. immediate horror um, and I suppose that's what I was most impressed with. You know, again, the multimedia utilization is uh, is interesting and it seems to be effective. And uh, we'll see, you know, in terms of small doses or how that spans over an entire uh, an entire game. But, you know, in terms of it just being the framework of what seems to be like an adventure game mm-hmm. with the survival horror, I thought that element on its own was very strong. And that really does need to be the strongest foundation, I think, yeah. gimmicks aside, right? And so I think from this sort of avenue of cosmic horror was really dark and really graphic for such a small slice that seemed very promising. It seemed a little bit kind of Hellraiser-esque mm. with more of the occult uh, tied into it, which I think is really intriguing. And 
the writing, I think, was really detailed and informative. I didn't feel like I was playing a great deal of catch up with, you know, this protagonist and her relationship with this ex-boyfriend, Ivan, that she can't find. Um, and you're kind of just exploring this dilapidated apartment that she's giving off these little sort of like nuggets of information about their past, but not in a way that feels, I don't know, like it just kind of is filling you in as much as you need to know, but there's a great deal of personality behind what's yeah. being imparted. So it feels sort of just very genuine. Yeah. It's um, good structure yeah. for a vertical slice kind of thing, you know, which is, yeah. as we've often talked about, is very, very hard to do. You know, mm. you, we, how many good games we played bad demos for, you know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, hopefully it doesn't mean that the opposite here, but I think uh, the fundamentals are there to at least make a solid game. You know, even if the, the gimmick, if you can call it that, would, doesn't work out. You know, you've still probably got a really strong game, and like you said, the seamless use of cutscenes like that will at least be not feel jarring. You know, if it carries on that way. So yeah, so that's a that's a good start for that one. I think uh, well, we'll be looking out for that next year. Um, but before we get to pick two, we will take a suitably short break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back for this week's second pick, Rumours. We're used to them in the world of video game news, but this isn't one about the next Silent Hill showcase. No, this is a brisk haunted house game from a Finnish college jam. Rumour by Tattoo, I'm going to say it's Tattoo, just spelt differently, is <laughs> <laughs> a micro horror game in the vein of something like Phasmophobia, but streamlined down to this simple pitch. Can you last three minutes against a ghost armed with just a couple of torches? Now, when I picked this, you know, the, the week was getting short and like, oof, need to pick a game. Maybe you should pick something that's punchy time-wise. And so they said three minutes. And I was like, oh, great. That, that'd be brilliant to uh, add to the pile. Because, you know, obviously the, what we've just been talking about was a little bit longer in terms of uh, diving into it. Of course, three minutes is the optimal time, you know, the, to finish this game. You, you are thrust into it with very little explanation very ambiguous very much a case of beat the clock yeah that's the idea it's like just survive as long as you can and hope that you are make it out the other side so it is free in game minutes you're supposed to be basically supposed to last the night as it is and you have this little counter in the corner saying how long you've probably played games like this in the past you know games that have that element of uh, survive the night in one way one way or the other and yeah, you know, for something very simple and ambiguous at first, it, yes, it is a bit um, trial and error, you know, in terms of, okay, I've got to figure out how to do this and that and work out what works on when, the ghost and when. 
you know, as a streamlined version of stuff like phasmophobia, you know, where you aren't really worrying about the investigation stuff so much, and maybe it's just more about being a survival horror in that regard. It works. You know, I think, you know, for a short, sharp game jam thing, there's not a lot to say beyond that. I think it just happens to take an idea and chop it down into its basic form and make it work for the most part. I think you start overloading it with, you know, context and then maybe it doesn't feel as snappy, you know? I mean, sure, as we said, it's supposed to be three minutes, probably will take you a bit longer to <laughs> say <Yeah>. that. <laughs> but uh, I didn't find it frustrating. I must say that, um, despite that, which could have easily been the case, you know, especially with saying this short when the, the idea is to be short. You have to have some mm-hmm. sort of compelling loop, but that Im- ambiguity really helped, I think, in terms of just trying to figure things out rather than this is what you must do, blah, 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 the whole way through and just be led to the goal, so to speak. Um, yeah. They're always my favourite kind of games to figure out, You know, the games where there's so many things going on and you have to find a way to figure it out yourself and yeah this is just like a micro version of that wouldn't you say yeah absolutely and it's funny i came just close to the cusp of uh getting annoyed with it and then i immediately clicked and i was like oh okay this is what i have to do and i immediately restarted and kind of ran through it again um i will start off by saying slightly incensed by the notion of adding a u where it doesn't belong but that's my american (laughs) bias uh in the title but um, I will say, you know, this game I think looks great first and foremost. Yeah. Um, I really liked some really subtle details that I didn't pick up on until I was like, okay, this is clear cut what I'm doing now after some trial and error. Um, I like the seamlessness with which you can go from the traditional flashlight, which is just, you know, to be able to see around yeah. and then utilizing the UV light to actually illuminate the ghost for you. Um, I liked that kind of back and forth of, okay, yeah. I don't want to be bumping into stuff, but then I need to make sure that the ghost isn't like sure. right on my ass. And I thought that sort of the time limit with which you can use or the recharge rate of the UV light was really smart because then again, you know, it stops the player from spamming yeah. and just walking around with the UV light and then <laughs> it kind of diminishes all of the tension. And there's a slight delay in getting to utilize the flashlight once you've kind of dwindled down that UV yeah. light. Um, which I liked. It's Again, it's this kind of uh, give and take with the survival aspect that was pretty strong. And then I also liked the heartbeat sensor because the ghost, of course, you can't see when you're not using the UV light, but when it's in the room with you, you start to hear your heartbeat. Mm. And that was kind of like a nice subtle cue that, oh, okay, you know, you need to swap from the flashlight to the UV without having some kind of HUDs up display or yeah. something like that or a yeah. warning that pops up. Um, it was just a little seamless thing like that that I really was a fan of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I think as you mentioned, just as a short, small experience for a game jam, perfectly serviceable. The ghost model maybe could have used a little bit of work. It was kind of this like silly little bubbly thing. But um, I think overall, you know, from a mechanic standpoint, yeah. um, this was quite strong. And yeah, it's the type of thing where I almost wanted to explore more of the house. But that's you know one of yeah. the limitations of the uh, of a game jam and whatnot. So yeah, you know I'd say for what it's advertised as, it definitely uh, succeeds on that. Yeah, and actually you know the uh, cover art they've got is quite cool too. I think for that one. Mm. So yeah, that, that was indeed quite a nice short little thing to sort of follow, like an like a, an after dinner mint uh, for if you will yeah. for what we played before. Um, that will wrap us up, I suppose, for this week. But if you are a developer of an indie horror game, demo, concept, or game entry, as we've just seen, we'd love to hear from you. 
So you can drop us a DM at SaferInPod on Twitter. Yes, it's Twitter. Or SaferInPod at gmail.com for email if you'd like to be highlighted or interviewed on the show. Jay, once again, it's been spiritual. We'll see you all next week. In the meantime, we will keep searching for more Horrorbites. <laughs>